Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello and welcome to my very first episode. I am so happy and grateful to be here. Um, Today I would like to talk about what we call in um, the therapy world cognitive distortions and we refer to this in the life coaching world as stupid thoughts so it's negative thoughts that are exaggerated and generally don't have a basis in truth Um, I'm going to go over some of these and I want while I while I do this grab a paper piece of paper and a pen and I want you to identify the negative thoughts, stupid thoughts that you engage in most frequently, okay? And believe me, there there is a method to this madness because I'm going to teach you what to do with this when we're done. Okay, so the first stupid thought is all or nothing thinking. You may have also heard of this as black and white thinking. Everything's good or bad. It's everything or it's nothing. There is no gray area. There is no in-between. You may say something like, I am a terrible mother. You may say something to yourself like, I'm never going to get done with school. There's a lot of gray area in between, and and you're jumping to the negative there. So uh, another example might be, you might know somebody who is a really helpful person and you call and ask them to help you change a tire and they tell you, oh, I I can't right now, I'm at work. So you might say, well, he's the worst person in the world. I had a flat tire on the freeway and he wouldn't come and help me. Is he really the worst person in the world or was it just this this one time you were upset that you couldn't get help? So that's all or nothing thinking. Uh, The next one is overgeneralization. You take one single event and you make a sweeping conclusion. Um, Your friend is mad at you, so you feel like they don't want to be your friend anymore. Or you get in an argument with your boyfriend or girlfriend and suddenly you feel like the relationship is dead. Um, You might go out on a date with a hockey player who was rude to the waitress and who was kind of an an ogre and you might make the sweeping conclusion that all hockey players are jerks so if you're overgeneralizing you're creating some negativity that's not really based in truth Um, number three is the negative mental filter you pick out one single negative detail and you dwell on it for hours, for days, weeks, months. You ignore all the positive or neutral things. Um, an example of this might be you walk into a party and everybody hugs you and says hello, but there's one person there who gives you kind of the side eye, right? You're going to focus on the side eye person while you're at the party 
when you're laying in bed, you're going to be thinking, why did they look at me that way? Um, and it's going to rob you of being in the present moment and enjoying yourself like everybody else is. So that's the negative mental filter. You're always focused on the negative and you ignore all positive. Uh, number four, discounting the positive. You ignore it when good things happen. It's like they don't count to you. Um, you stay in this negative pattern of thinking. Uh, Nobody's ever going to love me. Um, They'll say, oh, well, we love you. I love you. And you'll say, oh, no, you don't. Or somebody might say, hey, that's that's a really cool outfit you're wearing. And you might say, oh, it's got grease stains on it. And I bought it at Goodwill instead of just saying, hey, thank you. Um, They might tell you you're pretty or handsome. And you might say, no, I'm not. So you're discounting the positive. Um, Number five, you're jumping to conclusions. You assume something bad's going to happen or that someone's going to have bad feelings towards you, even though you have absolutely zero evidence to support it. You might say, uh, my husband's mad at me because I was 10 minutes late to our date night. So I'm just going to sit here and not talk to him because he won't believe my excuses anyway. Um, Jumping to conclusions, you might walk into a party and the person that's giving you the side eye, you might immediately decide that person hates you. Um, That may not be true. Uh, There's there's a million reasons a person might have a, a resting bitch face, as they call it, and side eye you. Okay, so um, under jumping to conclusions, we have two subcategories. Mind reading. That's when you assign negative thoughts to people. You're projecting your negative thoughts and feelings onto other people. Um, You could say, my friend ran by me at school, didn't even acknowledge me. I probably did something wrong. She probably hates me. Um, You don't know what they're thinking, but you think you do. And fortune-telling is when you refuse to engage in something because you're absolutely convinced that it will not turn out well. Number six, catastrophizing. I love saying that word. It's so much fun. Uh, We could also call it minimizing. Um, This is... Uh, minimizing is the opposite of catastrophizing. I apologize. So catastrophizing is when you completely exaggerate something. You're, you're a drama queen. You get up in the morning and you walk past your bed and you stub your toe on the bedpost and you fling yourself to the floor and cry. And then you say, forget it. I'm calling in sick to work. My whole day's ruined. Oh my God. Um, (laughs) minimizing of course is the opposite of that. When you're minimizing, you discount the importance of something that's very important, you know? Oh, I I turned in a resume and I had an interview and I really need this job, but it's no big deal if I don't get it. Um, Somebody might praise you for doing a good job and you'll say, yeah, it was nothing, whatever. Um, So that's catastrophizing or being a drama queen. And minimizing or being like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) Um, Emotional reasoning is number seven. And you will assume that your feelings are you. So if you feel like crap, then you're a crappy person. If you feel like you're a bad mom, then you are a bad mom. If you feel like you're a loser, 
you are a loser. Your emotions are not facts. They are feelings. So that's emotional reasoning. Number eight is should statements. And I love to tell all my clients to stop shooting all over themselves because it's nasty. <laughs> so when you're, when you're engaging in should statements, you're focused on basically comparing yourself to others. You know, I'm 40 years old. I should have some money invested. I should have a 401k. I should own my own home and drive a Mercedes because other people my age in this neighborhood have all that. Um, My house should be perfectly clean because I am a woman and everyone will judge me because the women have the role of taking care of the house. I should lose 50 pounds because... Vogue magazine says I'm hideous and obese. Um, You're shooting all over yourself. Um, And you also can project that onto others, you know. They should have done this. They should have done that. Oh, that's terrible. They didn't do that. Well, you're comparing them to you and what you believe. And they're not living up to it. So should statements are comparisons and your expectations can really imprison you in misery. Uh, Number nine, labeling. Labeling is a form of overgeneralizing, like the hockey player. All hockey players are jerks. Um, You'll take a one-time event, misunderstanding, or even an accident, and you'll decide that it's all about your character or their character. So, Um, If they don't like you, then you're just an asshole or you're nobody. And if you don't like them or something they did, then they're a dickhead or they're a jerk or she's a bitch or, you know. So you're you're labeling people. Um, And that's that's another negative, unhelpful thought, a stupid thought. Cognitive distortion. Uh, Number 10, personalization. Basically, you hold yourself accountable for all negative events. Um, You ignore how other people or factors could have been involved in that event. Um, You absolutely take the whole world onto your shoulders. Um, You might say your, your, your marriage ended in divorce because you failed the marriage. You, you could, you could hear somebody in the next room exclaim oh my gosh who broke this coffee cup and you'll feel a deep painful sense of guilt in your gut like it was you Um, personalization is a terrible stupid thought and another one we're going to stop at number 11 here blaming this is the opposite of personalization so blaming um, how many of you know people or or find that you do this yourselves that something goes wrong in your life and you have got to point the finger and blame somebody for it. It had nothing to do with you. It's not your fault. It's their fault. And you don't sit back and critically think about how you might have been accountable in this event. It's automatically somebody else. Um, It's all their fault. And that's another form of projecting, which we'll get into later. Projecting is a self-defense mechanism. So I hope that um, you're able to identify some of these stupid thoughts that you engage in. 
on a consistent basis. And um, when you consistently engage in these thoughts, I, I want you, number one, don't label yourself, okay? Don't label yourself and say, oh my gosh, I'm stupid because I engage in stupid thoughts. Um, we are not taught to reframe our thoughts. This stuff should be taught in grammar school and junior high and high school. This stuff should be taught as as a, a life tool to help us enjoy life more. But um, as human beings, we tend to, our thoughts tend to follow the path of least resistance, and that tends to be more of a negative. And we also learn it from our environments, and we learn it from uh, social media and movies. We learn to think negatively. Um, so now I want you to learn to flip the script. So once you've identified your stupid thoughts or cognitive distortions, I want you to take some post-it notes and put them around your house. So if let's let's do an example. So if let's see, if you engage in emotional reasoning number seven, and you say, well. However I feel is is the absolute truth. So if I feel like I'm a bad wife, then damn it, I'm a bad wife. I want you to take a post-it note and write, I am a good wife, and post it somewhere where you'll see it. Maybe next to your clock. We look at the clock often. Uh, maybe on the mirror where you get yourself ready in the morning. Um, let's see, here another one. Should statements. I sh let's go back to the example. I'm 40 years old. I should own my own home and have a Mercedes and all those things. On the should statement, write on a post-it note, I am content with who I am. I am right where I need to be. And put it where you'll see it. Now repeat that. And every time you, f you catch yourself saying, well, I should stop yourself and say, wait, let's say an opposite statement here. Let's do the opposite. Uh, blaming. If, if you're a blaming person that never takes responsibility, stop yourself before you point your finger and think about what your part in that situation was and think about what you could have done differently that may have given a different outcome. So use your post-it to say, I am accountable. I am accountable for my mistakes. Um, be in the drama queen, catastrophizing. If you find that you are the drama queen type who blows everything out of proportion, um, write on a post-it note, I can handle this. If, if you're saying, oh my God, I can't, I'm going to die, I stubbed my toe, you know, write on the post-it note, I can handle this. If one of your thoughts is, um, the whole world is out to get me, you might write on a post-it note, I belong in this world. It's a beautiful world. So you get the idea. Um, write an opposite positive statement to your stupid, unhelpful cognitive distortions. And um, this technique, it's a cognitive behavioral therapy technique. And um, it was developed by Aaron Beck. He's, he's one of the uh, big contributors in psychology. And um, this has been proven to actually rewire our human brains 
um, in studies. So that's pretty fascinating because they used to say that psychology was a soft science and there was no proof. Well, it's a hard science now. It's been proven. And these negative thoughts, uh, the mind and body are connected. So when you have all these negative thoughts on a regular basis, you're increasing cortisol, which is a nasty stress hormone that makes us fat and um, does a lot of damage to our organs. Uh, you're, you're increasing your, uh, you're decreasing your fuse. So your fuse is shorter, you get irritated easier, um, you're quick to become upset. So it, it, there are a lot of, a lot of positive effects. This tool is something that you have to practice every single day. You can't just identify the negative, unhelpful thoughts that you engage in and then say, oh, okay, that was a cool exercise. You have to actually flip the script and focus and do it every day. I challenge you to try this for 30 days. No complaining for 30 days. And flip the script on your stupid thoughts. I hope this was helpful, and I welcome all feedback. If you have questions, comments, I cannot wait to hear them. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time.